Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June. And of course, as always, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on? Uh, week 8 is here. You know, it was a nice, entertaining, uh, somewhat rainy, you know, Thursday night game. But uh, we're into part 2. Uh, starts of the week. Get money time to ching to ching. So, yeah, this is, this is dope. Oh, yeah, man. Greg, I'm glad you said that. Uh, rainy game. Weather is... We're in that season now. Yep. Uh, it's Halloween. Uh, weather will be something to watch. Uh, going forward, it's going to start impacting games, especially the passing game. So something that we're going to have to be mindful of, uh, you know, we're going to be mindful of that on here as we give our recommendations. Um, but, you know, we can only give off, you know, go off of the information that we currently have. And it's obviously going to be hard to predict, uh, predicting games that are, you know, you know, like the games tomorrow. I mean, as we get closer to to the games, it becomes a little bit easier. But even then, it's 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 still a it's still a crapshoot in some cases. But the biggest concern is is not necessarily the the rain or the snow as much, but it's it's really the wind. Um, and so when you're up in into that like 15 to 20 25 mile per hour uh, wind range, then that, that's when you could start seeing it affect the passing game, specifically the downfield passing game. So. Uh, something to monitor, and I think there's only one game this week that is indoors, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's unfortunate mm. this week. Yeah, yeah. The only game indoors happens to be the the Colts versus the Detroit Lions, and I don't think we're expecting much of the downfield passing game in that in in that game, or uh, maybe on the Detroit side. But don't know how much success they'll have. But obviously. <laughs> Uh, we broke that that game down yesterday, so if you want to uh, go and listen to the part one, then you want to listen to that. Obviously, like Greg said, today is part two. Uh, but before we do any of the any of that, we gotta recap Thursday night football and uh, some of the stars from Thursday night football. I mean, there was just a couple of them really, uh, and you know, a couple of receivers. Julio Jones uh, went seven for one thirty-seven. Uh, against the Carolina Panthers, classic, and then classic Julio Jones, classic Julio man, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it was funny because uh, Steve Smith in the post game was saying, you know, he was giving Julio uh, the business about, hey man, how come you you always kill, you always mm-hmm. come down every mm-hmm. time you come down to Carolina, you got to kill us, man. <laughs> and and Julio's like, well, y'all not the only team I have a good game against. <laughs> Word, and they just all started dying laughing, man. Then Michael Irvin would love that answer. I mean, it's absolutely right, man. This is a classic Julio game against anyone and everyone. Yeah, man. Seven for one thirty-seven. So gotta love that there, because uh, this is what you wanted to see if you were if you drafted Julio, if you bought low on Julio, um, if you were able to buy low, then then you'd be happy with your return. Um, and then Curtis Samuel, man. I mean, I was saying if there's no uh, CMC. Curtis Samuel's in play. I did not see two touchdowns coming, uh, one by way of rushing, one by way of receiving on a long play on a flea flicker here. Uh, He, you know, 
vultured Mike Davis two weeks in a row here, Greg. <laughs> but Curtis Samuel, what do you think of his performance here in this one? Yeah, Curtis Samuel was that true hybrid that we, we wanted to see. Uh, got the touchdown in the reception and touched rushing touchdown. So it was used in all sorts in that first half, especially. Um, you know, it's, it's sad that Teddy B got knocked out that game for the quarter and a half. It could have made this game so much differently for this offense in, in general. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Curtis Samuel did, did pretty well. You know, he made some uh, maybe some impact in his, uh, his value going the rest of the season, even with McCaffrey back. Yeah, man, that'll be something to watch. I mean, I don't, I don't know how all of these pieces are, are could survive in this offense. Uh, you know, once once CMC mm-hmm. comes back, mm-hmm. uh, but it's if you if you took the shot on Curtis Samuel yesterday, then then you were definitely happy with the return. Definitely. Um, let me just put it this way, Greg, in a in a league, uh, in one of my one of my in my one of my leagues. Uh, my buddy started Curtis Samuel. He ends up, uh, go, his opponent goes up against, or uh, starts Calvin Ridley, Robbie Anderson, Todd Gurley, right? And mm-hmm. you would think that's a pretty, you know, you must be pretty good, uh, feeling pretty good about that if you're starting those yep. three guys. Right now, the point differential is uh, 6.2 points right now between those two teams. Yeah. So, uh, that rolls us right into these duds, man. <laughs> Uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, not the, you know, Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore, not the, not the performances that we were expecting against this at, uh, Atlanta secondary, um, you know, DJ Moore really saved his day at the end of the game with some, Facts. that 42 uh, yard catch, man, it was, oh man, yeah, some, that some 42 yard too, catch, it helped a lot, <laughs> yeah, man, that was, that was very, very uh well welcomed much welcomed by fantasy managers uh watching that game uh, that were already on full tilt uh mike davis man i i don't know man these last three games his last three games as 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 the guy uh they they were underwhelming to say the least but i'm not even going to be mad man because he gave us so much um you know taking over as the workhorse and so what are you doing, with Mike Davis, man? I, I I mean, are you gonna hold on to this guy? Oh, uh, you know, Mike Davis. You know the all right. The last the last three weeks. You know the week. You know he played Atlanta the first time. He did well, and then the last week he did okay. You know, and this week he ran well. He just didn't get the red zone chances. Um, he yeah. I mean he he's done a lot for us. So yeah, I'm just keeping him. Hopefully, trading him to CMC on manager. But that's really about it. He's a stash at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at with him, man. I'm just already, I'm just, I'm mad that he's in my starting lineup and I can't try to trade him to the CMC manager right now (laughs) because I need the roster spot. (laughs) I mean, he's still got, you know, the 5.1 yards per carry. He just, yeah, Curtis Samuel just vultured him for that rushing touchdown. And they just didn't have a lot of resident opportunities because Teddy Bridgewater was out for most of that second half. Yeah, and that's what I want to get to as well. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not dropping Mike Davis. I'm just, I'm just, you know, tilting about the the point output from yesterday. <laughs> but uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, yeah, he suffered that that neck injury. It could have been worse. It looked like he, uh, I mean, he did, and he did go through the concussion protocol. Uh, you know, you know, came back as that he did not have a concussion. But you know, was dealing with some neck stiff, uh, stiffness or soreness uh, from a late hit that he took while sliding, and uh, you know, as uh, 
people that started Teddy Bridgewater last night or in that game, uh, people that were uh, proponents of him as a as a stream candidate in that game, uh, we were definitely uh, we sorely missed him for the, about that that chunk of uh, of a, of about a. a mm-hmm. I guess it would have amounted to a quarter, essentially. I want to say yeah, a quarter, about a quarter and change. Yeah, yeah. Because he came in, he came back in at the last drive for two minutes left, about two minutes left, and they got all the way down to the red zone. So he could have just told, like, Chubby Bridgewater could have done some damage in that third. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really hoping for the uh, for the touchdown, uh, the touchdown pass <laughs> to save us. Uh, yeah. Maybe the two point conversion take us yeah. to overtime. Yep. That's oh man, and... I was hoping. <laughs> I was so hoping. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So obviously, uh, was was happy to just see Teddy Bridgewater actually be okay because, like I said before, it, it could have been worse. Yep. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll take we'll take it uh, from this day. You know, having him even come back was was more was better than I than I. We thought yeah, that and actually we would not even get right, not destroying you. He gave you some some floor, which is which is actually you know, uh, prayers up to, to getting that out of out of that game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then I didn't touch on Matt Ryan. I mean, he didn't have a great day either, but he actually ends up saving his day with a rushing touchdown. Yep. Um, but doesn't get a passing touchdown in this game. Um, but Calvin Ridley uh ends up, you know, having to leave this game. I believe it was in the second quarter with a with an ankle injury. Um, they his MRI came back negative. Uh, that was reported on Friday, uh, but you know no no real uh, news in terms of how long uh, this could be this this could affect him. But something to monitor going forward. Um. But yeah, like you said before, the weather was the weather was bad. Definitely, uh, you know, it, it progressively got worse, uh, and then you know got a little bit better. But then that the conditions on that field weren't great, uh, yeah. So it wasn't really conducive to fantasy points. Yeah, the only under who you should take away from this game was basically Brian Hill just coming out of nowhere and taking over drives in that second quarter and like the third. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Because I, you know, this is the dud section. Um, and I don't know why Todd Gurley's name is not on this list. It should be. I mean, I guess because he well, saved he his touchdown. day with a I touchdown. Mean, but we we know be- that he's still been doing this and saving his, his year, really, with touchdown production. And it's a high chance he's going to get it at this point. <laughs> but this was different because, yeah, like I, I had said going into the Thursday night game, I said, you know, Todd Gurley had a 92% running back rusher in the previous yeah, game. This was he, different. That this was different. There yeah, was Brian a Hill. huge chunk of game yep. where Todd Gurley's on the sideline. Yep. Yeah, Brian Hill got 11 carries. Uh Brian Hill got three three uh three targets in the passing game. Yeah, he was he was involved. He ran well. Yeah, no, he Brian Hill bro, No, that is something that I've I've noticed earlier in the year. Brian Hill has looked better than Todd Gurley. Um I I added Brian Hill very early. Uh, nothing ever came to fruition, so I dropped him in a bunch of leagues. But uh, he has looked better than Todd Gurley, definitely. And so, it, you know, Atlanta's one and no, they're two, two. and six yep. now, yep. <laughs> right? They're two and six. Uh, I mean, Todd, Todd Gurley is only twenty six years old. Uh, feels like he's much older than that, uh, but he is only twenty six years old. It would not surprise me if 
a team like Atlanta, who's two and six, is in evaluation mode right now, trying to see what pieces do they have on this roster, right? Like that would not that would not shock me in any way whatsoever. Um, Saying if they you trade know, maybe, exactly, I was gonna right. say that too. Maybe right, trading Todd Gurley is always a possibility as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we're approaching the November third trade deadline, so this this is all of this is possible. Um, you know, so I I was saying before I would be selling Gurley. I still could, I still stand by that. I would be selling Todd Gurley uh, because even if uh, you know, because if we didn't, if he doesn't get the touchdown the other day, you walked out of that game with four points. Yeah, no, it's uh. Probably the best week to sell him was like my last week. Maybe someone saw that game and is scared of Gurley now a little bit. But uh, yeah, if, if Tiger was to get traded, Brian Hill definitely has some RB one upside. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely RB one upside for sure uh, in that offense, especially if he's gonna get those touches. I mean, we saw yeah. Quadra Allison involved as well. Edo uh, Smith, I think, is currently injured. So, uh, but Brian Hill definitely looks like the best back for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Let's let's break down the rest of these games. Uh, yesterday we broke down uh, Indy, Detroit Raiders, Cleveland Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Packers, Pats, Bills, Jets, uh, Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens, uh, Titans, Cincinnati, and apparently I never gave my pick for the Pittsburgh and the Ravens game. Uh, so I am picking the Baltimore Ravens to cover the three and a half point spread and win the game. So uh, that is my pick there moving on to today's matchups uh starting with the two and four los angeles chargers traveling to denver to take on the two and four denver broncos this is a 44 and a half point over under um this game supposedly seems okay in terms of weather it was a there were some initial concerns obviously it snowed last week in denver but seems like everything is good to go here Weather-wise, uh, Philip Lindsay questionable with the concussion uh, for Denver. Uh, Tim Patrick, the wide receiver for Denver, questionable with the hamstring injury. Uh, then guard Graham Glasgow, he he uh, is out and uh, was put was placed on the COVID reserve list after testing positive. Um, and then uh, offensive uh, will guard Trey Turner. Uh, he is listed as out. Uh, you know, it's weird it doesn't say uh, particularly why he's missing this game. And then offensive tackle for the Chargers, Brian Bulaga. Uh, he was a limited participant with, with a, uh, a back injury. And then the Chargers also had uh, Trey Pipkins, uh, an offensive tackle, also test positive. Uh, so he's on the COVID reserve list. Uh, so each team with a player with a positive test. Uh, so just something to monitor. Uh, obviously, uh, we under we we know that you know a player being positive doesn't necessarily put the game, uh, or you know doesn't necessarily mean the game will be canceled. Uh, but uh, it's definitely in the in the realm of possibility. So definitely want to monitor that. But in terms of of the game, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking the Chargers to cover the spread. Taking the Chargers to win. Denver has actually been pretty good against quarterbacks. So this could be a little bit of a a bump in the road for Herbert. Uh, I think he still gives you a QB one week, uh, unlocked the rushing last week, so hopefully that continues to provide us a floor there. 
Keenan Allen, someone I'm, I'm actively trying to buy in my fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. He's been targeted at least 10 times in, in every game that Herbert has started. Uh, and Allen was was actually unable to, uh, to finish uh, the game. Uh, you know, he was on. Well, sorry. I mean, he's been underperforming in the touchdown department, uh, you know, outside of the game where he actually was unable to finish against New Orleans, um, but only ended up with, with two catches. Uh, but Mike Williams uh, obviously had the dud last week. Uh, and, you know, I, I did oversell him as a wide receiver, too. So my apologies for that. But he's a boomer bust a wide receiver three. And, and therefore, again, you can start him. Uh, you know the upside that's there. and But you also, uh, you, you know that, you know, what the downside is with, with starting him as well. And then Hunter Henry, man, he's he's got to be the most disappointing fantasy tight end outside of Evan Ingram. And I'd argue he's worse, you know, especially the last few weeks. He's He's got a career low 59.5% catch rate. Uh, when, when he's been around the, you know, He's been around the tight end average around 70% prior to that. And he's and that's despite seeing a career low average depth of target at 7.9. Uh, he's the tight end 16, has only two tight end one performances. And he's someone that's been super frustrating uh, and super annoying because Justin Herbert has been so good. And you don't want to overreact. But at one point, it becomes really tilting. And at another point, you just realize that this is reality. Uh, and therefore, I'm, I'm not into playing Henry. Uh, if I have better options, Gronk, Richard Rodgers, Harrison Bryant, I'm willing to play them. Uh, for Denver, Noah Fant, um, you know, but also I'm willing to play Al O. Uh, Philip Lindsay could be out, and Melvin Gordon is someone that makes a ton of sense this week. The Chargers are a top seven matchup for the running back position over the last five weeks in terms of fantasy points per game, and that's become uh, that becomes top five if you look at the last three weeks. So uh, start MG3 in a revenge game. Uh, the Chargers have actually been pretty good against the wide receiver position all year. They're, they're top 10 in terms of fantasy points given up to the position. The only real fantasy-friendly games they gave up were to Kansas City and Tampa Bay, and they obviously have two of the best quarterbacks of the last decade. Uh, Drew Locke may know Young Jeezy lyrics, but he's no legend, so uh, I'm not really interested in, in the uh, wide receiver position for uh, the Chargers. So, Greg, where are you at? Uh, I'm taking the over here. I'm taking the Chargers to cover, taking the Chargers to win. Uh, yeah, Herbert should give you a QB1 week, um, no, borderline QB1. Um, you're still starting him every week as we love him on his podcast. Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, they're both just, you know, borderline RB2s. One could score a touchdown. I think, you know, with the Chargers covering and winning the game, I'm kind of favoring Kelly. You know, he won in tar- carries and targets last week. I uh, also won a snap share last week. So uh, any game where Chargers will be up, uh, I'm favoring him a little more in this one. Uh, Keenan Allen has a very juicy matchup, should ball out. Uh, definitely my honorable, honorable start of the week this week. So, yeah, he's seen that 10 target number every time with Herbert. Uh, Mike Williams, Jalen Guy in there, just, you know, deeper league, boom, a bus flexes kind of. Um, and, yeah, but either one can, you know, can make their day with one play. So that's always uh, something you can make the argument for. Uh, and, yeah, you know, Hunter, Henry, Henry hasn't been that bad. Evan Ingram bad is really bad. <laughs> Henry is, you know, he's just been just average just for tight end. But give you, like, high end tight end two value. But finishing, can finish with a, a tight end one week. He's done it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got he's got two tight end one weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then right you know, after that, he's finished, like, Never outside, like, you know, one horrible week. I mean, that's about it. He's got two outside the top 24. Yeah, though two. 
But yeah, Evan Ingram was just trash, trash. He's like and the then twenty-eight. <laughs> he's got uh, one, four, four games under double digits out of six. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he just Mike has. Kisecki he's been. Weeks. He's. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's. Yeah, I mean, but Mike Kosecki's shown us his ceiling. Yeah, yeah, but more than often that he'll kill you. Yeah, absolutely, but yeah, Hunter. I mean, I'm just saying, Hunter Henry hasn't been. He hasn't been what you because Mike Kosecki was free. Hunter Henry was a sixth round pick, seventh yeah. round pick. Yeah, Mike Kosecki was a thirteenth, fifteenth, undrafted free agent. It's just probably because you brought up Evan Ingram. I can't. You, I, I have to step in every time and have the slander. I'm the slander police on Evan Ingram. There's no way he's as bad as that man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just Evan Ingram's a tight end, nineteen, and Hunter Henry's a tight end, sixteen. Is he really? Yes. <laughs> no, Evan, I'm saying Evan Ingram being the tight end 19, though. I don't think he's the tight yes. end 19. Uh, in, total, in total points, he's a tight end 19. Oh. I'm looking at fantasy points per game. Yeah. and I mean, I was going to look at fantasy points per game, but then it gets a little bit skewed. Well, for him, Evan Ingram, that's a he's played... I mean, if you, if you even if you look at it, tight end, if you, if, even if you look at points per game, Hunter Henry still has not been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. It's behind Hayden Hurst, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jared Cook, uh, Robert Tunyon, Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, yeah. he he just hasn't been great. I mean, and, and it's it comes and again, it's, a, it's the draft capital for me with Hunter Henry. It, it, yeah. So, um. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints. Saints are four and two, traveling to Chicago. Uh, the Chicago Bears are five and one. This is a forty-five and a half point total. The Saints are four-point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries, Cody Whitehair, uh, center for the Bears, is out with a calf injury, and then Allen Robinson. This is the big one, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. He's doubtful with a concussion, so. Um, I would plan to be without him this week. And then uh, Michael Thomas, he is out with a hamstring for the Saints. Uh, and then Marquez Callaway, who actually stepped up last week, uh, is out with an ankle injury. Uh, and then in terms of the weather in this one, there is expected to be uh, some, you know, 23-mile-per-hour winds as per, as for now, uh, as per NFLweather.com. So um, something to monitor there. Uh Greg, where are you at with uh, this matchup? Uh, this game, I'm taking the under, taking the Bears to cover, and I'm taking the Saints to win. Uh, Drew Brees, I don't think this is a week you can start him. Uh, Bears, one of the best teams uh, against quarterbacks, uh, and Drew Brees is like a pure passer here, so I don't think this is the start where you can uh, put him in as a QB1. Alvin Kamara, though, is going to dominate. Jared Cook is going to do uh, pass catchers I really trust. Uh, in this offense um and on the chicago side jimmy graham should have a pretty good week uh, alan robinson uh doubtful for this game um seeing second in target share uh after alan robinson at 14 percent saints aren't very good at against the tight end uh i think with the volume of targets and the tight tight end uh, touchdown upside uh, jimmy graham's a must start and david montgomery's a borderline rb2 don't like the matchup but he should get a target share boost without alan robinson yeah i'm i'm like not excited about this game really at all. I'm taking yeah. the under. 
Uh, I'm shocked that I took. I'm doing this, but I, I took the Bears. I'm taking the Bears to cover. Bears to win. Um, yeah, I just I I I'm taking Alvin Kamara. Obviously, I'm starting him um, yep. in this game, and then you know Jared Cook. You, you know you, yeah, you have to start him at tight end. But then for the Bears, you know David Montgomery. He's gonna get you volume. You know that. I agree with Jimmy Graham. He's got the matchup here against the Saints, who are not good against the tight end position. Uh, I liked Darnell Mooney as a as a sh- potential shot play here. Uh, he's getting open down the field. Uh, Nick Foles just hasn't really been able to connect with him, and with Allen Robinson being out, maybe there's some more targets available. But with this win now too, um, maybe that affects Mooney's you know ability as a as a deep receiver in this game. So. Uh, probably not somewhere where I'd be looking to go, but uh, monitor that situation uh, from a DFS perspective. Uh, I would I would say for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm not really excited about this game, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's that's pretty I, much it. I mean, Drew Brees. I I feel like I've, we've seen him struggle in Chicago before. Yeah, he he. They don't have to do. You know, he doesn't have to do well for. Uh, the team to win. I can see him maybe throwing one pass inside on to Kamar if he gets a screen pass, but that's about it. Right? I mean, then they're going undermanned here. No weapons. I, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a tough one for sure. Um, all right, man. Moving on to the next matchup, man. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the, uh, the all these games are at 4 o'clock. The Chargers... Broncos game. That's the first 4:05 p.m. game. The, well, the only 4:05 p.m. game, but the first of the four o'clock games, and then uh, the Saints Bears 4:25, and then this Niners Seahawks game also 4:25 uh, p.m. And so the San Francisco 49ers four and three San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Seattle to take on the five and one Seattle Seahawks. This is a 54 point total. The Seahawks are three point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Debo Samuel, he is out with that hamstring injury. Jeff Wilson, he's going to be out with the high ankle sprain. Um, and then Tevin Coleman, he's a candidate to return off the injured reserve with that knee injury. Uh, so something to monitor there in terms of his availability. And then for Seattle, uh, Chris uh, Chris Carson, he's expected to be a game-time decision with that foot injury. So that's going to be something to monitor. Uh, Carlos Hyde, he is doubtful with the hamstring injury. So uh, expect him to be unavailable in this game. And then Travis Homer, who is the third string running back, he's a game time decision with that knee injury as well. So uh seems like DJ Dallas is currently the only uh, completely healthy running back in this backfield. Uh, but in terms of defense, uh, Jamal Adams, uh, safety for Seattle, he is expected to uh, return to the lineup. He's questionable with the, with the groin and also an illness. Uh, but then Shaq Griffin, he is out with the concussion, the cornerback for Seattle. So uh, they get one in, they they get one out. Um, in terms of my picks for this game, I'm going with the over here. Uh, Seattle to cover, Seattle to win. There's not expected to be, uh, you know, any uh, weather impacts in this game. Um, but I'm going to take, uh, you know, in terms of fantasy. Uh, Fantasy players, Russell Wilson, obviously, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, those guys are must-starts. Uh, I'm not counting on Chris Carson to play, um, but 
it's tough, man. This game's at 425, being a late game. You're going to have to make an early decision here uh, on, on this backfield. And so I'm just going to not bank on Chris Carson to play. I'm going to try to go go without him. Um, you know, if if you're hurting at running back and he's the game time decision and he's active, then you're then you're almost you're almost forced to play him. But if you have better options, I, I would I would try to go to those. Um, but if if all these running backs are down and DJ Dallas is the only guy, um, then then I'm I'm obviously you you obviously start him. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that it's gonna something that you it's really gonna be a mess this week. I feel like with that backfield, both these backfields, honestly, because uh, then you flip over to the uh, to the San Fran side. Um, but before I get into the run game, the pass game, Jimmy G, love him this week. He's my stream of the week. Uh, Seattle, obviously terrible against against the quarterback position and the pass game in general. Uh, George Kittle uh, should be able to to get going against the Seattle secondary. Uh, Seattle has been good against the tight end, though. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has to get them going against a team in Seattle that Kittle has actually never scored a touchdown against. Uh, Brandon Ayuk in a great spot against Seattle also, uh, with Debo being out, could be in line for more jet sweeps and ends arounds as well. Uh, Kendrick Bourne makes a ton of sense in deeper leagues. Uh, the matchup is great for him as well in this game. And, um, and then now in regards to the San Francisco running back, uh, Jamichael Hasty has obviously looked really good, uh, so you have to wonder if Shanahan would be willing to lean on him. Um, you know, Jamichael Hasty apparently was offered other opportunities a couple weeks ago to join the active roster of some other teams and potentially earn more money, um, but he made the decision to stay in San Francisco with Shanahan and this coaching staff. Um, so. We, you know, they promised. They told him that he'd get his opportunity. He that they wouldn't know when, uh, but he's clearly looked like the best, the the best guy out there. Uh, if if Coleman is active, though, I, I don't I don't think you can confidently start Jamichael Hasty. Uh, he maybe becomes a desperation flex. Uh, I'm assuming Tevin Coleman would be the guy, but the last time we saw him, he ran for 12 yards on 14 carries. Um, and then Jarek McKinnon, he's been he's been battling tired legs, whatever whatever that means. Yeah, so ideally, you want to stay away from 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 this backfield. But it, it's so hard to say that when it's one of the best rushing attacks in in all of football. So um, proceed with caution. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take in San Fran to cover, and I'm gonna take San Fran to win. Um, yeah, on the San Fran side, I'm Jimmy G, of course, starting him up. Brandon Ayuk, juiciest cornerback matchup probably in the league going against Quinn Dunbar. You know, he's given up super a lot of fantasy points per game, uh, not to mention, you know, the rushing floor that he can provide himself. Uh, George Kittle, tight end one. You got to start him. Yeah, the, the running back mess, it's got to be Hasty and Coleman if you're going to consider one of them. Uh, I'm off of the McKinnon train with the tired legs. He's just trending down in general. Uh, so Hasty could give you some flex value, I think. And if Coleman plays, he could also they probably could both give you some some low and flex value. Uh, and on Seattle side, Russell Wilson got to start him up. This receivers, both of them, got to start him up also. And the running back, I have the the running back rules kind of uh, with all four of these. If you have all four of them, like me, if you have two or three parts of it, um, if Car- Chris Carson starts, you're starting him. Uh, if Carson sits, then yeah, you're starting Homer, assuming that Carlos Hyde is not playing, which I am. And yeah, if Homer and yeah, DJ and, and Carson said you gotta go with DJ Dallas. And if you're trying to play some fantasy defense, go get DJ Dallas as well. Yeah, man. I'm I'm really 
I'm really nervous about an emergency active situation with Chris Carson, man. I really am. Um, it just, it just, it's like if he, there's, they only have four running backs with COVID. They don't have opportunities to bring uh, more guys in, right? Because it would take so long to get these guys cleared in order for them to to even play any games. So they don't mm-hmm. even have time. Uh, and this injury happened in the Sunday night game, so they had even less time. And so uh, you got a situation. Carlos Hyde is is doubtful. Travis Homer is uh, game time. You know, season. game time decision. And the thing is, is NFL rules they have to have fifty three players active. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what if Chris Carson is just active, and but DJ Dallas is the starter? Hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, that could be the case. But yeah, I'm I'm a trust that as far as having all four of them i can you know survive with starting one of them and maybe them giving me value <laughs> but if i have chris carson yeah. uh and i don't have a lot of under running backs like you know you might if he's starting i have you know have, there's not a lot of other options i'm just saying that if 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 you have chris carson i would add dj dallas um yeah. and i would monitor any of the reports i'd be checking twitter um, just seeing like, hey, is is he expected to, um, you know, is he expected to 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 start or is, is or is he active? But it's on an emergency active situation. Just just monitor that situation because I'm just saying it's something that I that I I'm definitely uh, uh, concerned about as a possibility. So. Um. All right, man, moving on to the next matchup. That is going to be the 2-5 and five Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 2-4-1 Philadelphia Eagles. This is a 43.5-point total. The Eagles are 7.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, Andy Dalton is doubtful with a concussion and expected to be out of this game. Uh, Zach Martin expected to return from his concussion, so that's a boost for the offensive line. In uh in Dallas, in terms of for Philadelphia, Miles Sanders he's out with the knee injury. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is out with the calf. I mean, it's something new every week. I don't know if we'll see him the ever AJ this Green year. This year, man, <laughs> twenty nineteen. It's, it's, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, offensive tackle Jack Driscoll he is out with. Uh, actually, it didn't say what he was out with, and then. Lane Johnson, the right tackle, he's actually back in, uh, expected to be in the starting lineup with the knee injury. And then Jason Peters, uh, left tackle, uh, he's also returning from his his knee injury that he suffered earlier in the year. I believe it was a knee injury, but he's expected to return. So, uh, Greg, where are you at with uh, this matchup that, again, is not in a dome? Uh, this one is in Philadelphia, so... Uh, checking the weather here. Uh, some light rain, a little bit of wind, but nothing, nothing too major. So, Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Eagles to cover, and I'm taking the Eagles to win. Um, yeah, on the Eagles side, Carson Wentz. I got him going for QB one week. Boston Scott should also do well again. I got him as a, you know high in RB two without Miles Sanders, especially in the, the receiving game. He's been doing pretty well, uh, especially last week. Uh, Travis Fulgham, 
uh, and Jalen Rager, both of them, I think, are going to do very well in this matchup, uh, especially if Fulgham has some wide receiver one upside, uh, especially matchup rise, and I'm definitely planting my flag on Rager. I think he finishes as a, a top 24 wide receiver this week. Uh, Richard Rodgers, I do love him, but if Dallas Goddard gets activated and plays, then that kind of bumps him down a little bit. Both of these guys could play well, though, uh, and give you, uh, you know, two uh, serviceable tight end weeks. Because, um, you know, the Eagles love to use you know, play two tight end sets and stuff like that. On Dallas side, uh, it's really pretty much Zeke that I'm very confident in. And that's the only one I am have confidence in. I'm scared of the pass catchers. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them does well. I just don't know who it would be. Like, I would go the route of, you know, Hunter Renfro, Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, Brandon Ayuk, um, guys like that. You can go add on the waiver, on the waiver and start over CeeDee Lamb and Cooper. Um, yeah, I'm just scared of what could happen. Um, Eagles defense should do well too, though. Yeah, man, uh, I'm taking the under Philly to cover Philly to win. Um, Carson Wentz was definitely in start of the week consideration for me this week going up against Dallas, but, uh, play him this week against this terrible defense. Obviously, like I highlighted last week, um, he is a weapon on the ground for the Eagles. He gets Rager back as well, which should be a boost for him in the in the deep passing game. Love my guy Travis Fogan, man. Uh, he was also definitely a start of the start of the week consideration for me. He's still not getting enough respect for what he's doing, man. Uh, he's since week four, he's second and half point PPR points per game. He's actually first in full point PPR points per game during that span. Uh, he's seen at least nine targets in each game since week five. He has a 30% target share since week five. So, yeah, I, I know Rager's coming back, but I expect Fulgham to continue to be to be a thing uh, as, you know, he was productive over the last few weeks. Um, you know, Boston Scott, he's someone, you, you you know, you have to play in this matchup. Again, I don't think he he was great last week. Uh, I mean, he most of that came on that 18-yard touchdown to win the game at the end of it out, outside of that. Uh, like I was saying last week, it was like, eh, whatever. But um, yeah, you play him in this defense. This is Dallas too now. <laughs> no, yeah, no. This matchup, you must, you must play him. I mean, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just wish we had Miles Sanders. But Richard Rodgers smash play this week. I think is Dallas Goddard gonna play? Um, he's also in that set to return range. Uh, I'm not sure. If that's the one you have to monitor with the game time. I don't think it's as certain as Jalen Rager. Yeah, I don't think it's as certain either. Um, but, you know, Richard Rodgers, smash play this week. And then Jalen Rager in this matchup, I think you play him, man. I mean, uh, I, I know some people may be hesitant. Uh, but if you need if you need some upside, uh, you need a boom play, uh, Jalen Rager in this matchup, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. These Dallas corners have not, been, have not been good all year. This is a really good week to do it. So... Uh, and, you know, he provides a deep presence for them. Uh, on the Dallas side, not really excited to play anyone. Uh, Zeke is a, is a low-end RB1. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, he's he's got probably matchup with Darius Slay, uh, most likely. So, uh, not excited to really start him. And then, you know, CD's not really in a good spot. Um, you know, but I, I, I'm willing to play him because of his talent and his role. Uh, he you know plays a a, a, a lower a, a you know plays at a lower a dot you know in the slot, um, you know also has has yak ability so uh, he's someone that I would play in if I was desperate, but that's about it. Yeah, that's probably the only one out of out of flex. Yeah, I could see. Blake yeah, the only one. Yeah. 
Um, like a desperation flex. Yeah, even Marco Johnson. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm intrigued by him. Yeah, yeah. It's right around that line. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, moving on to the next matchup, man. We've got the five and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New York to take on the one and six New York Giants. This is a forty-six point total. The Bucks are ten and a half point favorites in terms of the injuries. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he's dealing with a shoulder as well as a toe, but he's expected to go. Uh, Devontae Freeman was DNP on Friday with an ankle injury. Um, so it seems like maybe he, he might be trending towards being out. Uh, Chris Godwin, he, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he is obviously out with that finger injury. Um, Rob Gronkowski, he's dealing with a, well, he was a limited participant in practice with a shoulder. And then uh, Scotty Miller uh, dealing with a, a hip and a groin, but he is questionable. Um, in terms of who I'm taking in this game, I've got the under here. I've got the Bucks to cover, uh, and the Bucks to win the, win the game. Uh, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Gronk, uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, well, definitely starting Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Gronk, and then for me, Leonard Fournette is the back to roster in this backfield. Well, not in roster. He's the one. He's the one to start. Um, in this backfield because of the, the pass catching upside. Uh, Rojo in this game script has the 10 and a half, uh, you know, what, being 10 and a half point favorites. I think he's a solid play this week as well, though. Uh, Scotty Miller, someone you can play, but I'm, I'm personally, I'm digging uh, Tyler Johnson this week. He's, he's the guy most likely to take over the Godwin role in the slot. Uh, but this is, this is just a deep, deep PPR formats play. Um, you know, we know Brady's going to throw to the open guy, and the rookies he's played well thus far. So uh, he's he's someone I, I'm I'm definitely intrigued by. And then for the New York Giants, I'm not really interested in playing anyone. Obviously, this was the Daniel Jones breakout game last year. That we get the repeat of that, but uh, Freeman may be out, and so Gallman will get opportunities. But again, not really interested in the matchup. However, I am interested in in scooping up um, Gallman ahead of ahead of this game potentially. Yeah, for me, I have the under. I'm taking the Bucks to cover. I'm taking the Bucks to win uh, on the Tampa side. Tom Brady, you know, I think he still has like a solid game. He has he has pieces pieces to throw to. Um, I think the running backs are going to eat each other's value for sure. They're both kind of on that RB two value for me. Um, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, and Gronk though those complementary pieces other than Mike Evans, I think should have good games. Um, and you know, Evans. He could get heavily targeted because he was before when Godwin was out the first time. That's when he was getting close to that 10 target number. So maybe he could be, you know, like a blind spot in DFS or something. Um, but definitely the tough matchup for sure. Uh, and on the Giants side, yeah, this entire offense is a fade. I really think the only one, Wayne Gallman, for some maybe some garbage time receiving work and maybe Shepard, but he has a super tough matchup and that he can get in deeper PPR leagues like close to seven or eight targets. But that's about it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, there's not. There's not much to really be excited about no, in no. in this matchup on, on that side. Um, I just want to just confirm. Yeah, okay. I just want to confirm that that they're not on by. But Wayne Gallman has looked actually decent when mm-hmm. he's played. Um, mm-hmm. so I I am interested in him for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Oh, and start. Let's get to this defense. money time. Yeah. <laughs> start. Oh yeah, Bucks defense. I mean, for sure. Yeah. If they're available. 
yeah. uh, then go grab him. Start also, I see the. I just want to mention this. I see the Patriots defensive being dropped in a bunch of leagues. Um, if no, they are, they just the go Jets. pick them up. They have the Jets. They, have the, they play the Jets next week. <laughs> <laughs> they have the pick Jets. Pick them up. That's the only reason I'm carrying two defenses in one league. Like, I'm not going to bench that. No. I'm not going to uh, cut the pass defense. They have the Jets next week. Yeah, a huge day coming. Yeah, man. Come on. Come on, y'all. Be smart. Be smart. Um, all right, man. Moving on to the next matchup. It That's is it, or not the next matchup. Yeah, we That's out, it. Yo. We're yeah, moving we on to the money time. Week, man. Starts yep, of the week. Yes, Let's get to it. Um, Greg, quarterback start of the week, bro. What do you got, man? Oh man, I got my man Aaron Rodgers. The first time I picked him, uh, it was a bad, disappointing day. That was more confidence in his skill. This is just a green spot for him against Minnesota. Uh, this is one of those uh, spots you can't ignore as far as stats-wise. One of the worst passing defenses in the league right now against one of the best passes of all time. So Rodgers, he's top two. In points per drop back versus Minnesota, who's top three and giving up the top most points per drop back. So in a higher over under, favorable game script, start this man up everywhere. And Rodgers is going to make some money for you. Oh, yeah, man. Love that one. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill, that's my quarterback start of the week. Gets to go up against Cincinnati. I've fallen in love with the player, uh, Ryan Tannehill, over the last year and a half, I guess, you know, getting away from Adam Gase has tends to have that effect on a player, but he's been so good and, and still to this point isn't getting getting the credit he might deserve. But this guy is a bona fide stud and he's playing like it. He's third in the NFL in passing fancy points per drop back behind just Russell Wilson and Greg your start of the week, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati gives up the fifth most fancy uh passing fancy points per drop back. That pairing right there, that's the second largest number this week. And obviously we know Tannehill can get it done with his legs so that adds the upside right there so go ahead start the general up this week man yes sir greg your running back start of the week man what do you got oh man this is the week we said it would could be um i'm going with jt versus detroit jonathan taylor uh detroit is giving up nine total touchdowns to the running back position it's a very favorable matchup uh jt is getting a high yards per reception catch uh target i mean number right now 10.1 yards per reception uh usage is screaming for positive touchdown regression uh especially you know with those touchdowns the colts are in a high over on the game as well uh he will get the red zone opportunities getting three plus a game lock it in for jt to get you that rb1 week this week Oh, man, I, I really, really need that JT week, man, yeah, this man. week. Uh, my running back start of the week, I said it like two weeks ago. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it's my guy, Le'Veon Bell, man, going up against the New York Jets. The Chiefs are 19.5-point favorites at home this week. 19.5-point favorites at yeah, home this man. week. That's a great that's a great game script for a yes, running sir. back, especially one as versatile as Le'Veon Bell, who we know has the ability to be involved in in the past game and I'm sure Andy Reid he's got his play sheet and he's got sections on the play sheet he's <laughs> got my Travis section. Kelsey plays <laughs> I've got my my Tyreek Hill plays these are my Clyde Edwards Hilaire plays I'm really sure that the 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 square of Le'Veon Bell plays is going to be very large uh I'm hoping for about 20 of them this week uh and hopefully they come with a touchdown or two so Le'Veon Bell Start him up this week, man. Oh, yeah. You got to expect at least 15 touches for this man. And you know, one of them is definitely going to be a touchdown. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What's up, man? Oh, man. This, hear is, it. What's this, up? Is, this is a very exciting one. I got my man Tyler Boyd 
going against Tennessee. Ooh. Oh, man, this mm-hmm. is another green spot right here. As far as the matchup versus Tennessee, who's not good against slot receivers, added to what Tyler Boyd is doing this year, man. According to Player Profiler, this man is second in slot snaps, third in routes run. He's eighth best in targets at 8.7 a game. He's second in red zone targets as well. Uh, this is a true wide receiver one we got going on right here. And as well as being attached to the most drop pack quarterback in the league, Joey B, Joe Burrow. This is hard eyes, just screaming hard eyes for fantasy managers, man. Tyler Boyd, yo, he's going to kill. Oh, man, I, I like that. I also like his teammate, uh, T. Higgins. He was oh, yeah. low-key, low-key. Oh, yeah. I was winking at him as a start of the week. But I, I got to go with my guy, Brandon Ayuk, going Ooh. up against Seattle. It's, it's, uh, it's time, man. He had his first career 100-yard game last week. And now that confidence is rolling. And he gets to go up against Seattle, who gives up the most fantasy points against the wide receiver position. They allow the, the league's third-highest catch rate at the position. But second of all teams... Uh, playing this week no team has allowed more targets to the position and they've already had their bye week in addition you could fill the devo <laughs> role by by way of seeing, seeing some carries and some handoffs in the wide receiver wide receiver position which provides a floor but you know i love my guy and the breakout is here man brandon you start him up oh yeah our favorite friend on this podcast quentin dunbar yo just keep doing what you gotta do man <laughs> not covering people oh yeah man <laughs> That list I put out that top, the twelve cornerbacks with a hundred a hundred coverage snaps that give up uh, ten or more PPR points per game. Quinn Dunbar on the list. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, Shaquille Griffin will not play in this game, but he's also on the list. Yes, sir. Trey but, Flowers. Oh, he might be on the list too. <laughs> you know what? I think he's also on the list. But uh, yeah. So you know what? It doesn't matter who's who's out there. Star Brandon Ayuk. You know what? Kendrick Bourne winking at you too, bro. Um. Greg, tight end start of the week, man. What do you got? I'm going again with Jimmy Graham versus New Orleans. This is the revenge game for Jimmy Graham, first of all. Oh. And yeah, let's go, you know. And then he's second in target share again after Allen Robinson. Uh, the Bears, I think they have to rely on him if they want to have some type of competitiveness in this game, uh, given the matchup as well. New Orleans has given up six touchdowns to the tight end position, facing Jimmy Graham, who has four already on the year. Uh, he should get close to 10 targets, I think, especially in the red zone, uh, the, if the Bears can get there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, man, definitely, definitely feel that. No Allen Robinson makes a ton of sense right there. Uh, my tight end start of the week is a guy you know very well. Your sleeper at the tight end position this year, John U. Smith, yes, going up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati gives up the most fancy points to the tight end position over the last three weeks. I love my guy Tannehill, and you know I got to love some of his weapons. Obviously, you know I love A.J. Brown, but I got to show some love to the guy that's been the tight end four through seven weeks. And I know he had a couple of down weeks, but I'm calling for the bounce back here against Cincinnati, who was allowing the fourth most receptions to the position. And Johnu was getting six targets a game before getting injured in week six. So Johnu Smith, start this man up with some confidence this week. Yes, sir. Got to. All right, man. It's time to play some get money. You know, our favorite game, head-to-head fan duel contest between Ooh. you and me, Greg. Me and you, Honcho versus Honcho. It's a Halloween showdown, a spooktacular. So uh, let's get down to business, Greg. Who's got the first pick? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I've yeah, I'm not sure at all. I'm like blind in this. Um, it's week eight, so it's an even week. So it's a week eight. So I think I I think I I picked. Uh, Alexander Madison during the Alexander Madison bust week. Right. So that would be this. That would be my week. So I, okay, there's a good way to remember this. I have evens. You have odds. Uh, we won't go through this anymore. Yep. Uh, <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> um. All right. Um. 
my first pick is going to be. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a lot of overlays, I think, in this one. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I know that you want to take. I'm going with Devonte Adams. Oh my gosh, yo, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Right. 9100 going up against Minnesota. Oh man, that is chalk <laughs> right there, yo. That is the chalk right there in defense. Just saying, all right, so I'm gonna just go try to get my guys. It's usually anytime you still I'm my number one pick, I always go Dalvin Cook. So I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. <laughs> 9200 <laughs> as my RB1. Let's go. Oh man, that's a great blind spot because he's coming back this week. Uh, Green Bay is not great against the run. Dalvin Cook is a great blind spot. Mm-hmm. All right, um, my running back, my first running back, is going to be uh, Derrick Henry, 9,500. I like it. Going up like against it. Cincinnati. Um. All right, so then I'm going to take your wide receiver start of the week. I'm going Brandon Ayuk as my oh, first man. wide receiver, you know, to fill the pain that you gave me for <laughs> taking Devontae Adams. <laughs> that 5,900. Super cheap, too. Super cheap. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah, that hurt, no. Greg. So, I'm going to go with uh, my running back star of the week. That's going to be Le'Veon Bell because he's super cheap, 6000 Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's nice right there. Um, I'm going to go with my second wide receiver, uh, Tyler Boyd. My wide receiver start of the week, uh, 6400 Slide him in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Uh... I'm gonna go T Higgins six thousand. I like that. This is my second receiver. Uh, I'm gonna go in my flex. I'm gonna go Jamal Williams seven. No, yes, you already know. Ah, ah, ah. Oh no, <laughs> yes, sir. Aaron Jones I out was again. Literally... Locked in RB one. <laughs> I was go. literally. Oh man. I told you we'd right, be robbing, well. each, robbing each other today. <laughs> All right, so then I'm taking your running back start of the week, Jonathan Taylor, okay. seventy three hundred. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna slide in and take Gio Bernard as my RB two, fifty nine hundred. Chalk mm. last week. Uh, he's probably gonna get a lot of starts again this week. As oh, I find a number one receiver to slide in. <laughs> yeah, I need to find a new. I need to find a receiver now. So um. Oh yeah, I know who to go with. I'm gonna go with the guy that you've actually been uh, you've been you've been pounding the pounding the drum on. It's gonna be Corey Davis, 5400, okay, going up okay. against Cincinnati. I like that, for sure. As my third receiver, I'm going my honorable start of the mention or start of the week mention, Keenan Allen, 7400 versus Denver, attached to the Herb, gonna get 10 plus targets. You already know. Let's go. All right, man. So uh, my defense, I'm going to go with. Uh, ooh, I can actually afford them now because Greg forced me to change some stuff in my lineup. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, 4200. Okay, okay. Um, so that means I have to go. I can go. I think I can go quarterback here since you took a defense. I'm gonna just go take Aaron Rodgers. My start of the week, eighty four hundred. Yeah, I knew that. One. I yeah. knew that one was coming. Yeah, good, uh, good, good leverage here. This is uh, at least I could benefit from Devontae going off. 
<laughs> well, that's why I my plan was to come in here and take Devontae and Jamal Williams because I knew you were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I was just going to leverage you by taking those two guys. But I'm going to go with my tight end here, Harrison Bryant. My tight end stream of the week, he's 5,000. I like that. Uh, I'm going real cheap on tight end. I'm taking Irv Smith Jr. Fifty-four, sorry, forty-five hundred, just very cheap, oh, wow. thirty. That is very yeah, cheap. Yeah, slide him in there uh, as my tight end. Yeah. So then, for my quarterback, my final spot, I'm going with um, Ryan Tannehill. My quarterback start of the week, seventy-five hundred. I like that. So, like that for sure. And I went real cheap, real cheap at tight end, so I could afford this defense. I'm going Kansas City, all in. 5,000 spending oh, all the money going against the Jets. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. So, uh, running through the roster really quick. Uh, my quarterback, 7,500, Ryan Tannehill. My running back, Derek Henry, uh, going up against Cincinnati, 9,500. My running back, my second running back is going to be Le'Veon Bell, 6,000. My wide receiver one, Devontae Adams, 9,100. 9, my wide receiver two, T. Higgins, 6,000. My wide receiver, 3. Corey Davis, 5,400. My tight end, uh, Harrison Bryant, 5,000. In my flex, I've got uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, 7,300. And then as my defense, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, 4,200. I like that line for sure. Got Aaron Rodgers for me, though, at quarterback for 8,400. Dalvin Cook, 9,200. Sliding back in. Uh, I'm take this role. Gio Bernard as my RB2 at 5,900. Uh, Keenan Allen at 7,400. And my receiver one. Tyler Boyd, uh, 6,400. Going against that T. Higgins. Uh, and that Brandon Ayuk, 5,900 as my wide receiver three. Irv Smith Jr. as my tight end. Super cheap at 4,500. Jamal Williams, 7,000 in my flex to take over. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense, 5,000, the most expensive on the week. Oh man, that's this was this was good, man. Because, uh, you know, you could see the strategy starting to take place now. Like I, we already know who we kind of want to grab, uh, so it's the game within the game mm-hmm. developing. Yeah. All right, man. So that that is all we got this week, y'all. Yep. Um, everyone really appreciate you all taking the time to come and listen. Uh, again. If you could leave us a rate and review, definitely helps the podcast out a bunch. Um, and then also, you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Uh, follow Greg on Instagram at We underscore Made It. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Reach out to us with any of your questions, uh, start, stit, start sits, uh, whatever questions you guys have, trade questions. Uh, just hit us up. We'll be more than, more than happy to uh, interact with you all. Uh, But again, enjoy this weekend. Stay safe. Uh, Happy Halloween. Um, Enjoy the games. And we'll talk to you all next week for uh, for the week eight recap and studs and jags. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. We out.